You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is Amin Zarekian, and you're listening to Monkeying Around. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman. And I'm Charles Kelso. And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week we are talking to Amin Zarukian of the Mickey Dolan's Band. But first, Chuck, what's happening in the world of the monkeys? Now, we haven't done news in a while, but we have uh, some news updates, which is nice. Um, I mean, first off, 7A Records has a new release coming out. 7A Records always has a new release coming out. But this time it's Boyce and Hart. This time they're reissuing uh, the 1968 album, I Wonder What She's Doing Tonight. Uh, this It's going to be released on limited red vinyl and CD on July 28th. And it says, this deluxe 55th anniversary edition has been remastered and includes extensive liner notes by Monkey's manager and historian Andrew Sandoval. The vinyl edition is limited to 500 copies and is pressed on a 180-gram red vinyl. It comes in a gatefold sleeve and features previously unseen photos by photographer Henry Diltz, as well as lyrics to all the songs. I mean, Boyce and Hart, if you're a Monkey's fan, I don't know why you wouldn't be a Boyce and Hart fan. Yeah. Um, right. But that's a great album. It'd be nice to have a new reissue yeah uh, so that's coming out july 28th but it's available for pre-order now i have pre-ordered mine already. awesome awesome yeah i'm sure we'll get it too i do so Elaine, are you getting it on vinyl or are you getting it on cd or are you getting both i think i'm getting both yeah that's what usually what we do too we became yeah. both people <laughs> but I, I sort of like the evolution of like being a 7a fan is like for us at least it was like well let's look and see what they're releasing we'll decide and then i mean before long we just order both when they're announced yeah. Because there's too much buyers. There's like too much regret when you don't. You know, it's right. like, oh, look at these people enjoying their whatever. And I wish I had one. <laughs> well, then I need the CD for the car because I'm old school like that. I don't right. dream a lot. I need the CD for my car and then the record for my record player at home. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I mean, the record, even if you don't have a record player, it's it's worth it for the booklets and the photos and the big mm -hmm. version of everything. You know, it's. Yeah. Nice just to have as even as a collector's item. Yeah. Uh, also, we had some news that's not so cheery, which is that Mickey had to cancel some dates uh, for health reasons, um, which is understandable. But um, the notes that he posted on social media was that, sadly, under the advice of my doctors and the insistence of my family, I must cancel my appearance at the Day of the Dead convention in Indiana Indianapolis the weekend of June 23rd. The result of a hectic schedule, acute exhaustion, and altitude sickness has forced me to rest up and avoid all travel and engagements for two weeks as I remain under medical observation. I apologize for any inconveniences this has caused the promoters of Day of the Dead and my fans that were planning on attending, um, which I think everybody understands. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. like he said in a different post. I mean, he's not 28. He's 78, you know, right. so definitely Mickey take it easy, you know, take care of yourself. Yes, please. you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know, like. <laughs> he's he's busier than a lot of acts half his age. Yeah, right. The, the amount of touring and traveling and recording he does. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just best wishes from us, Mickey. And, um, you know, take care of yourself. And we hope to see you back out there soon. But, you know, when you're ready. Yeah. Yes. And that's all I have for what's happening in the world of the monkeys. All right. So we're going to take a quick break to promote our fellow ESO Network podcast show. When we come back, we will be talking to Amin Zarukian of the Mickey Dolan's band. So stay right there. Tune in to the Con Guy Show. Con as in Comic Con. 
We are Hollywood filmmakers and superfans who cover all the news of the con universe, including the films, the TV shows, the streaming series, the experiences, and the events that fuel your fandom. If you'd find it at Comic-Con, then you'll find it here. Now in our seventh year, the Con Guys Show is a proud member of the ESO Network. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week we are joined by one of Mickey's band, Amin Zarukian. Welcome, Amin. Hey, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. it's it's been exciting. We had uh, John on the other day, and we've got you and Alex coming up. So we're just we're like getting through the band, <laughs> trying to collect the entire set. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta. <laughs> yep. I catch them all. <laughs> There is a lot that you have done from um, YouTube channels to um, theme songs for TV shows to being part of the Monkees Band, being part of Mickey's Band. Um, tell us about some of, of your highlights. It's true. Thank you. You've done your research. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, obviously, like the Monkees and Mickey, I mean, that's that's like a super highlight of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my career, I think it's it's just so awesome. I've always been a fan and to be a part of that has been pretty incredible. What was your experience with the monkeys before you were playing with the monkeys? I grew up with it too. Um, I had the records when I was a kid and I loved it. And I watched the show, um, you know, whenever it was rerun MTV. Yeah, I was always watching it as a kid and thought it was so funny and I loved the music. I and mean, I loved the Beatles growing up. So it was like the Beatles the monkeys and anything like that was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So this, uh, is, this is the chill stuff. Yeah. Chuck and I are puppeteers. So we have uh, friends in the puppet community and a puppet told us that you got started on a piano. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this puppet you speak of? <laughs> it's true. It's true. My, piano is my first instrument. Um, about six, five or six years old, started playing piano, taking lessons, hated taking lessons, hated practicing. <laughs> yep. I, I, I didn't hate the lessons. I hated the practicing. Yep. Yep. Um, but I loved actually playing. Hmm. And yeah, and then, you know, did like a lot of classical and like stuff like that. And, you know, eventually started picking up the guitar after I heard the Beatles for the first time, you know, <laughs> probably like at 12 years old or whatever. Right. Um, and of course, I wanted to be like Marty McFly as well. <laughs> right. That's that's an aspiration. Yeah, I think all, all, all of us who were kids in the '80s wanted to be like Marty McFly at some point, <laughs> for like a million reasons. Right. Yeah. But it's a, it's a long way from one. from hearing the Beatles and the Monkees to standing on stage with Mickey Dolans. I mean, what is what is it like to making that transition? Oh my God. Well, like you said, it's a long way, right? So a lot of little steps a lot of you know yeah. it didn't just happen all at once so well, i mean what's it like it's freaking <laughs> awesome right <laughs> i mean i would never have believed that this was going to happen when i was yeah. starting out but there i was listening to an lp of more of the monkeys and playing along with it and learning the songs <laughs> essentially right. yeah. you know without knowing why other than i loved it yeah um so I guess that worked out okay. <laughs> right. So far, yeah. so good. <laughs> so far, so good, you know. Right. But um, yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what to say about that. It's just, it's so cool. Yeah. Veronica and I got to see you guys on the Flower Power Cruise. And then we got back to shore and drove from Miami to Orlando and met up with Elaine and her husband and, and saw you guys at the Orlando show. And it was it was fun because it was two very different shows. Um, right. You know, the Mickey show, I mean, it was songs like For What It's Worth, you know, and I mean, playing the Beatles and a, a wider range and then going straight from there to playing headquarters all the way through, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of prep to, to learn all these. I mean, you may have know these songs already, but I mean, this, you're, you're, you're sitting in, you're in front of audiences who know these songs like the back of their hand, you know, I mean, is there a lot of uh, pressure? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I put, I put pressure on myself too, mm -hmm. because, you know, I care about how it sounds and I want it to represent the record. Right. Correctly. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I try to do that with, with my own playing and sound and stuff. Um, and so, it, you know, yeah, there was a lot of prep going into it and making sure that that was all all good and all right. Um, so we, you know, we rehearsed a little bit here in, in L.A. and then a little bit right after the <laughs> cruise, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, before that show, we had a couple of days which was cool that Orlando show, by the way, was so much fun. I mean, the first show of the tour, yeah, it was so rowdy and yeah, the crowd was into it. <laughs> yeah. Veronica usually is sort of leading the dancing section. Yeah. So she's, <laughs> she was. Yeah. I, I was the one in the front with Mickey Poncho jamming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that whole crowd was like, <laughs> that was amazing. That was yeah. a really fun show. That was one of the highlights of the tour for me. Mm. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Us too. Okay. That was yes. the one we saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were surprised but, um, to hear you sing and lead yeah, on some of the songs. Exciting. Yeah. As was I, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was that experience like? Like, how did you feel the first time you were like, hey, we want you to sing lead on this? I was like, okay, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, well, you know, it's like I've I've done my fair share of singing and fronting mm -hmm. bands and stuff. So that's not that's nothing new to me. Right. But obviously in the context of this show, it is. Um and you know, it's it's a type of thing where if I was in the audience, you know, I'm I'm sure I'd be like, well, who's, who's this freaking guy? Why is he singing this song? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's not a monkey. <laughs> so I get it, but I think I did pretty good and uh, yeah, yeah, and and tried to do it justice. And you know, it was I think it was it was suited for my voice. It wasn't like something that is out of my range or a different style. It's like in right. my sort of general vibe, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was I was cool with it, um, and and I love that song. So it was like, 
hell yeah let's do it yeah. <laughs> as long as as long i'm just terrible with words so as long as i can remember <laughs> words right because the audience knows the words yes exactly yeah. you, you exactly. like pronounce a word like slightly wrong they're like boo <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear anyone boo but yeah, yeah. We're, the, we're the sort of nerds who know the names of all the backing band and everybody but i was wondering when it started like i wonder what like just some random person who remembers the monkeys thinks but i mean the the response from the crowd was throughout that show overwhelmingly positive mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean definitely that or you're talking about orlando specifically right. yeah oh yeah yeah it was i'm telling you it was like the crowd was nuts like the whole time yeah <laughs> which was awesome and yeah. it makes it so much more fun for us mm-hmm. that's that's the incredible thing it's like it really it's like a two-way street there you know right yeah, that's Veronica yeah. and I are stage performers. We do puppet shows, and we've talked about that a lot. Yeah. Is sometimes the 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 audience is just into it, and you just you just find that vibe, and it's just it's just like it makes you be it makes you better, you know, when the Definitely. audience when you're feeding off of them. Yeah, and when they're sitting there like what fish, it's not the same, right? <laughs> yeah. Even even if they're liking it, which a lot of you know usually they are, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily as a motive, which is fine. Right. You know, that's just how it, when people are, and. <laughs> like well are you like this and you then you know, at the end of the song and they clap right. smiling so yeah. i guess they liked it yeah 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 we've had just dead crowds and then everyone rushes up to us afterward to say how much they loved it like we'll clap or laugh or something during the- <laughs> right yeah exactly and and us as puppeteers we're 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 not ventriloquists, so we're like behind us the thing so we can't even see that if the audience is doing anything right. like smiling or like that everybody leave <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's even better. What are you talking about? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, how did you no, get, get involved it. with performing with the monkeys and with Mickey Dolans? Um, getting on, I started, I joined the band right before the uh, farewell tour mm. in uh, 2021. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was um, Wayne Avers, the other guitarist and uh, musical director. Uh, couldn't do the first few shows, so he asked me to kind of fill in for him. Yeah. He knew me. I'm buddies with uh, Alex, obviously, in the mm-hmm. band. Yeah. And we have a band together, Bebop Lula. Yeah. And and we had played together in uh, backing Joey Molland from Badfinger. Okay. Wow. And so w- Wayne kind of knew me through that sort of thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, knew I was decent enough and reliable <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And so anyway, so, so yeah, he kind of, uh, they reached out to me and, and asked me to do it. And I said, of course, this is like amazing. And mm. I, and I was already kind of like, you know, I, I knew everyone pretty much in the band. Right. For the most part, I'd been around, so I wasn't like a complete stranger. Yeah. So yeah, when I got asked to do that, I was like, <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of last minute. That was the only thing I was like, Hey, you want to go away for two months? <laughs> in, in, in about two weeks or whatever so I'm like, let me think about that for an hour and i'll call it <laughs> right. tour with the monkeys hey it's a paid gig <laughs> yeah well of course it was a yes but it was yeah. more like let me, i just gotta like think about my life and right. get everything yeah. in order you know for sure but i did it i'm glad i did it that was uh quite an experience and really fun and really amazing, especially to uh, get to spend it with uh, Mike Nesmith too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 
Now, you mentioned Bebop Alula. You guys just recently released the, that album on vinyl, didn't you? We did. Yeah. We did. Th- thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about plug. it right after, the, right after the shows, and then it seemed like immediately after that, the news came out that it was out on vinyl now, which is, we're vinyl people, so that's, that's exciting for us anytime we can, we can buy it. Yeah. Um, I have a long commute to work, so my I, I listen to a lot of Spotify. So I've been playing you guys a lot lately, and and it's just oh, a cool. Great, it's a it's a great a sort of eclectic album. The songs are really interesting. A lot of tempo changes. It's you never know what to expect next <laughs> when the next track comes up. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're we're really proud of that album. We worked on it, worked hard on it, and released it. We had our plan was to release it in spring of 2020. Mm. yeah and then we know what happened then right right yeah in the world but we stuck to our plan anyway (laughs) um so we did it and it was digital digital only um Mm. but obviously we couldn't play any shows or really do any promotion or anything you know it just Mm -hmm. felt didn't feel right right um so the vinyl physical vinyl thing got pushed back that's why that just came out finally and uh yeah i mean that's that is uh, super super proud of that. We are currently recording new material. Hmm. Awesome. And yeah, so folks should keep an eye out, keep an ear out. Some announcements coming soon. Awesome. Will there be any Bebop Lula shows coming up? That too. Okay. Yay. Okay. Yay. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got a couple shows we're lining up for the summer okay. uh, in LA. Um, so if you're in the LA area, come check it out. If you're not, Buy your first class ticket out here. Right <laughs> Let's go. <All> right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, I mean, so what? what is the difference for you just as a performer going from, you know, like headquarters where you're playing very well-known material to something like Bebabalula where you're playing new or your own material? Right. Well, it's, you know, it is completely different, right? Yeah. Um, uh, in many ways, I mean, it's funny because we haven't actually played a real show as Bebop Lula since mm. 2019, okay. which is insane. Yeah. I mean, that's like, uh, it was like, uh, you know, as a lifetime ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> For some people, it's the entire lifetime. Um, yeah. So I don't know. You know, it's, it's, I haven't had that. I mean, I've done it many times before that, obviously, but sure. I haven't had the thrill of that um, in a while. So mm. I'm I'm really excited to see what that's like even now in this post-pandemic world. Mm. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm pretty excited about it, um, but it's a, it's a different thing, you know. You, you gotta. It's it's kind of about <laughs> with the monkey stuff. It's you're part of this thing that's been a thing, right? And obviously, yeah. there's a lot of fans and everyone's excited about it and knows all the words like you're saying yeah and so with with our personal stuff it's uh it's about selling it a little more and Mm -hmm. making it our own right Um, and i think there's more highs and lows attached to that as opposed to Mm. you're hired to play this music which you already love yeah so which is great you know but that's like oh i'm technically i'm (laughs) hired to do my job (laughs) <laughs> right. Monkey, then with Mickey, right. Yeah, yeah. You can call it job as much as I love it. It is a job, of course. <laughs> sure, yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Um, but I do love it, right? Mm. Um with 
Bebop Lula and other personal projects, it's it's as you know, it's a there's a lot more uh, labor of love going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Where you put more on the line, and it's, it's harder to make decisions. Almost, it's like <laughs> you get blinded. You get blinded by your own whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Now with the monkey stuff. Now sometimes you guys are playing it like it sounds note for note from the record, and sometimes it's really sort of interesting reinterpretations of the songs. Do you have a preference there? I guess it depends. I mean, I'm just, I'm such like a fan of records and recordings and right the way that thing, I know things and, <laughs> and love things um, that I do love uh, recreating it note for note. I just have a lot yeah. of fun with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but occasionally it is like, a, yeah, it's fun to reinterpret things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I prefer to, do it the way that I know I love <laughs> right. it and I know other people love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's fun as an audience member. I guess, I guess both are fun because I mean, some, you know, you're, you're listening to a song that, you know, but sing it live, you know, and it's as, as you expect. And then sometimes I, it's, it is kind of fun though, in the concert, when you guys take a left turn and you're like, Whoa, what song, what is going on? <laughs> you know, I never heard this song in this way before. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, as, as an audience member seeing bands like, that that can totally be fun mm-hmm. um it can that can go south also pretty <laughs> right. quickly yeah. sometimes and i'm like oh, man like what what is it what is this weird version i wanted to hear the you know the song i love yeah for sure i yeah. mean you know everyone talks about like not seeing bob dylan or something and like taking half halfway through the song to be oh this is you know whatever song oh, oh it's this song. <laughs> right. Again, which is cool, and I respect artists wanting to evolve and do their thing and grow yeah. and do their craft. I think that's a necessity, you know. But sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, as an audience member, I just love hearing it. <laughs> it was meant to be, <laughs> right? Right. It, it makes it easier to sing along. Like if all of a sudden it changes, you're like, wait, no, I don't know that one. Come back. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So what are some of the um, non-music related things that you um, enjoy doing? There's <laughs> so much of my life, so much of my life is, it's really, you know, music related. It's, it's true. Um, I mean, it's still music related, but I, you mentioned I have a YouTube uh, mm-hmm. kids channel um, called Koala and Giraffes mini musicals. And it's mu- it's music related, but it's not mm-hmm. you know, straight up just music. So that that is pretty um, fulfilling and pretty fun to do. Yeah. And uh, if you have any youngsters, I highly suggest checking it out. Uh, you may recognize the voice of Koala. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Otherwise, I you know I don't know. I mean that makes me, makes me sound boring and be like I don't do anything else, which isn't true. <laughs> <laughs> but. It, it just takes up a you know a lot of my life. I like watching, I love movies, I love TV. You, you have know. a current favorite TV show? Uh, well, I just finished uh, the new season of Barry. Okay. Yes. On uh, HBO, which is pretty yeah. crazy. No spoilers. Wild, yeah. yeah, it's a wild <laughs> show. It's wild. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so that I literally just finished that last night. So mm. um, fresh on my mind. <laughs> yeah yeah when we were on the cruise for one you're sort of yeah you know, like, like you go to a concert and like the audience sees your concert and then they leave 
on a cruise, like the audience is hanging around for days. You know, is it weird walking around with, with everyone on the boat, like knows who you are and like tries not to look at you and <laughs> or doesn't try not to look at you? <laughs> I, yeah, I just, b- both of those happen. You know, it, everyone was pretty cool. I got to say, you know, everyone's pretty respectful and um, it really is good vibes on on that sort of thing. Yeah. So, you know, you can always like get away, I guess, if <laughs> if you need to. But it's you end up running the same people and it just it's cool. It's, I think it's fun, actually. Okay. I have a lot of fun and I love being um, on the ocean and by the sea or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the water, especially. Um, so that that whole experience for me is just like lovely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's cool to be like. I would, I can't imagine actually going on a cruise that's not one of those yeah. right. music ones. I think I would get a little bored. Yeah, our first but it's ever cool. cruise was the Beach Boys cruise the prior year. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so, like, I hear tales of what happens on other cruises. I'm like, that sounds so boring. Yeah, I don't know what we would do. do. <laughs> like, if there's no concerts all day, every day, I don't know what we would do. No. <laughs> I know, exactly, yeah. And that's cool. And then, and there's a lot of bands I wanted to see on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and a, a couple times I couldn't because I was like, oh, I'm just exhausted. I need to go like lie down for a little bit. Or something, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that is so cool getting to see, you know, the cow sills and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and the uh, zombies, family and... stone zombie. Right. Yeah, the zombies are one of, my, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. So just seeing, getting able, being able to see them multiple times, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, in like. A, in the span of like two days, it's like great. Yeah, yeah. We come back from the I cruise, like we saw like fifteen concerts, <laughs> and you know, like <laughs> we would never see that many concerts when we were at home. <laughs> Maybe in a year, right? right. <laughs> I know, right? It's yeah. a great deal, I think, as far as that goes. Absolutely. Now we we got some pretty rough seas at a few points during the shows. Yes. I would expect that's a challenge. Uh, yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> it was a little weird. <laughs> you trying to stand on stage and it's not even standing I'm, it's like it's it's rocking back and forth right um <laughs> it's not just rocking and rolling i mean it is rocking and rolling it's just it's, <laughs> so you're trying to just keep your balance of all things it's like, yeah well, they're either drunk or there's rough seas or both <laughs> yeah our 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 first night or if we were at a concert our first our first cruise and it was like i was like man these watered down margaritas are really kicking my butt i was like oh wait no the floor is actually moving that's not me <laughs> exactly elaine you were about to ask a question and i stepped on you oh that's okay i would just i uh, was gonna ask how you got into writing um tv theme songs like how did that happen um good question um uh, well it's something i've always loved tv theme songs in general it's like <laughs> you know it's like i wouldn't say I can say it's a hobby necessarily, but it's something I actually like. Uh, I've always been like a a student of them in in certain ways. Um, And, you know, I've done a lot of composing for um, TV and video games and stuff in the past. And that road kind of led to doing a few um, theme songs here and there or co-doing them um, in some cases with uh, my buddy Frank Champy. Shout out to Frank, you're listening. (laughs) And it's it's such a cool thing. I mean, it's there's so many iconic ones, you know, in, in our lives that 
all the theme song from this show, this show. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think there's less and less of those these days. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep the dream alive. Yeah. yeah, it's almost yeah. a lost art. Yeah. I mean, it used to be you'd get the whole backstory of the show in the theme song and, you know, in a, a minute or less, and it's stuck in your head the rest of the day. Like, you're not going to forget how they got to that island or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now you're lucky if there is a theme song at all. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. A lot of times there isn't even. And if it is one, it's an instrumentals, which it sounds cool, but there's nothing like an earworm or word to get stuck right. in your head all day long. It just... Well, now you get really a chord. Cool. They'll play a chord yeah. as they show the title. And then the show starts. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which, you know, okay, that uh, evokes some sort of emotion mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. time you see it. Sure, that's cool. But I want to hear the entire backstory <laughs> of this show, right. the origin story of the characters every time. Right. It's important to me. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't skip intro if... Uh, if that was the case these days, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we're definitely don't skip intro, people. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I like yeah. I like theme songs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there, now, was, there was a whole Jeopardy Jeopardy category on theme songs the other night on TV theme songs. It was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh my one? god. <laughs> no, monkeys was not on there. It was more like eighty kind of. Monkeys stuff, are eighties also. Cool. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> not originally. Right. <laughs> I would um, be pretty good at that, I think, I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> a very particular set of skills. <laughs> very, very. Now, a, a song off of the Bebop Alula album that I really like is Rotten Apple. Rotten Apple now, am I remembering correctly that that's one that you wrote? That is one of my songs. Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, I wrote it. I co-wrote it with uh, Chris Price. Okay. Um, but yes, I, I began that song. What was the origin of Rotten Apple? You know, there's always a rotten apple in the bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Fair of, enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the long and short of it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> on this last tour you know rich dart um had some medical concerns and had to drop out for a bit and ben lacourt stepped in and it was three i mean you just need chris price and you'd have all of bebop Palula on tour with mickey <laughs> i know come on what are they what are they thinking here right we're missing out this is a big opportunity <laughs> <laughs> funny you now, see, I'm actually at Ben LaCourt's house right now is where I'm talking to you from. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> awesome. Doing a a session where he's playing drums on, on someone else's uh, a recording. Awesome. Um, I know, right? That would be cool. Yeah, Ben really stepped up. He's an incredible guy, an incredible drummer, and yeah. you know, filled in for Rich. And, and then when Rich was back, there was one show where they were both there, so Ben was playing percussion, too. And Rich is playing awesome. drums, and that was like the ultimate. Right, having yeah. both of them. Yeah. <laughs> now you, you and Alex Jules go back a ways. Is that right? Yeah. Well, we, actually, we all do. All four of us met um, around the same time when I moved to LA in 2014, and um, we met basically for the first time uh, at a recording session uh, for Emmett Rhodes. Okay. Uh, that Chris was producing, Chris Price. Yeah. And so we met at his studio. Um, 
like shortly after you know I moved there, and pretty soon after Alex had moved here too. So I guess yeah, that's like nine years now. Wow. Okay. Crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah, Veronica and I were at a, a, a an Explorers Club show here in Atlanta, and I was um, oh, yeah. and I was talking to it. Now I I blank on his name, but the lead guy from the Explorers Jason? Club. Yeah, and I had a Michael Nesmith shirt on, and he he name dropped you and Alex that he he that he's friends with you guys, <laughs> and we were chit chatting about that for a little while. But it's um it's a small world. Yeah, that is. I've well, I've, I've worked with him a lot. Co wrote a bunch of songs on last their last a uh, couple albums, a few albums. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. That's great. Yeah, yeah, we we love those guys. We love we love that style. You know, um, it's it's kind of weird as an adult now to see like rock and roll was such a big thing for most of my life. I was born in 1980, and then to watch it sort of taking a back seat to other styles of music now, and sort of you know not quite as much in the in the public favor as it was. You know, which is I guess the same sort of thing a guy my age would be going through in the 60s when all of a sudden rock and roll was replacing Sinatra. <laughs> you know, but it's it's just kind of a strange thing to live through. <laughs> I know the irony of it all. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. So uh, what did you have coming up? Well, we got some more Mickey dates coming up. Um, okay. you know, we're doing the or we're doing the uh a few headquarters shows in Park City, which okay. we're excited about. Um again, I don't know if this will be out before then, but new Bebop Lula music on the horizon. I have new awesome. um my so my solo project, which is called Spirit Kid. Mm-hmm. Um I've released a lot of music over the years under that moniker and it's been a while now since the last release but that's coming too okay excellent hold me to it awesome yeah i will <laughs> and and it's you know in the similar vein of all that all the rest of the stuff that um that i do um so those those are a couple of things i'm pretty excited about i gotta say yeah and if anyone listening yeah. i mean a lot of folks are listening because they're fans of the monkeys and that's sort of our <laughs> what we talk about all the time is the monkeys but if you've not heard me about loop Bebop Alula or Spirit Kid, I recommend it. I mean, just follow them on Bandcamp or Spotify and and keep up with what you guys are doing because, I mean, you guys are phenomenally talented. A lot of these songs that you're playing on stage with the Monkees, I mean, some of the great musicians in, in the world played these songs originally on the records. You know, it's it's not an easy thing to reproduce these songs live. And you guys do a great job. Thank you so much. That that means a lot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we try. <laughs> try hard. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, guys. So, Chuck, do you have a you may also like for us this week? I do. I mean, for one, obviously, I'm going to promote Bebop Alula again. Yes. Because, you know, just having talked to to Amin, uh, that's fun. You know, Bebop Alula is a great band. And like like I said in our interview with him, it's out on vinyl now. Um, and, but he said they're going back in to do some new recording and, and setting up some shows. So there's no better time to yeah. get into Bebop Alula and enjoy it. But I had another band that I wanted to talk about as well that I've been listening to a lot lately, uh, which I think if you're a fan of the monkeys, I think you will really like. And they're called the Jangles and they're a current group. I'm sorry for the first time that I saw you and for the day I finally asked your name. Uh, they had their their debut LP last year in 2022. Uh, here's the description from their social media. It says, The Jangles are a brand new pop group, but they're not what you'd expect in the 2020s. The group consists of two members, the identical twin brothers, James and John Cox from Lynchburg, Virginia. The twins' music harkens back to the 1960s with clear influences reaching from England to California. 
but it's very much new. The brothers write and record their music honestly, never allowing the conveniences of modern technology to disservice the integrity of a song. This allows them to perform their songs live as a two-piece, James on the guitar and John on drums, accurately, with their cheerful melodies, twin harmonies, and bouncy rhythms. The jangles bring you a truly enjoyable listening experience that will leave a smile on your face every time. And I've I've been really enjoying their their work. They're, they had an LP last year, and then they released singles, which is nice in the Spotify era. It's nice to just have a new song from a group pop up, and you're not having to wait for the next album. Uh, they it seems like my Spotify is notifying me all the time that the new Jangles single is out, which also harkens back to the 60s when a lot of groups were singles acts mm-hmm. before sort of mid to late 60s that are, really became, you know, LPs were king. But they're fun. I mean, they're a lot of sort of Cavern Club era Beatles influences, a lot of Birds influences, a lot of, um, you know, sort of even a little earlier into like 50s type rock. I mean, it's they sort of run the gamut of the types of music that they're doing from that era, but it's all around that uh, jangle pop uh, feel. And and like they said in the description, they're they're twin identical twin brothers. So they have that sibling harmony, like like we've talked mm-hmm. about before with like the cow sills and groups like that, that yeah, the siblings, it's just something about, you know, or the Beach Boys, um, you know, where you, there's siblings harmonizing with each other. And I mean, their voices just meld so well. I've really been enjoying them. So if you like that type of music or you like the monkeys type of music, check out the jangles. They're uh, you know, a young new act. And I mean, as much as as much fun as it is to appreciate, you know, 50 year old albums and 50 year old bands and see them when you can. I mean, often like we went and saw Paul McCartney and it's pricey. Yeah. You know, we saw Ringo Starr. It was pricey. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but there's these young acts that are doing the types of music that we like. And I mean, a lot of times you can see them for 20 bucks when they're in your town, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and they're doing their own thing with it, which I really appreciate. So um, that was my you may also like for this week. All righty. So, Elaine, where can people find more of you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter at Monkeying Around, on Facebook at Monkeying Ground, and a Facebook discussion group. And how about us, Chuck? FeltNerdy.com. And? Earth Station Trek, our podcast about Star Trek. All right. Thanks for monkeying around. Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. Lyrics to all the songs. I said that twice. I did. I was like, wait, (laughs) Matrix just glitched. Right. (laughs) I go back in time. (laughs) This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.